everyone believed in everyone. Oh man, I just can't describe this moment. I'm going to seal it up and live with it the rest of my life. Not yet. <laughs> Dude, Shad Khan, man. Speech, I, I'm, I'm so freaking proud of all of you. <laughs> Bentley Brown, and I am joined via call by Asad Ahsan. Welcome to this episode of The Drunken Jaguar, an SB Nation and Big Cat Country podcast. It is no secret to anyone, the Jaguars beat the Titans this past Saturday in a 2016 nail-biting, are-we-gonna-pull-it-off victory. Unconfirmed reports of various Jaguars participating in tailgate ceremonies outside the stadium. Just kidding, just kidding. It felt like something wasn't right. Let's just dive into it. I said, I need you to be brutally f***ing honest here. How sure were you that we were going to lose that game? I was very sure we were going to lose that game. I, I was like, it's, it's, the, it's the Jaguars again. We can't score. The defense is getting stops for them, but they can't move the ball down the field. The way I watched that play happen, the fumble for, for a touchdown was actually actually kind of crazy how it all developed, man. I just couldn't believe it. It just seemed like that whole game, it felt like it, it happened in like 20 minutes. It, it was just so quick, and I was like, oh, my God, the moment is slipping from the Jaguars. The moment is literally slipping. I spent like the whole day prepping for that, you know, over there meditating, putting up all my Jaguars gear and stuff made some special juice for the game and it was it was just crazy man it just it feels like someone's on our side for once and it feels good tell me about this jaguars juice <laughs> the jaguars juice was really just a juice that i could turn teal so i basically just bought some blue hawaiian punch some simply lemonade and i had some like orange mango lemonade in the fridge and mixed all that together you know with some with some tito's and there you go there's your Jaguar shoe. So it was actually pretty teal. I, I asked the people I was watching with, and they said it was pretty close to teal. Love it. But I don't know. There was something in me. I was like, I think, I think we can win this game. I didn't know it was going to happen like that. Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to call bull man. Uh, you texted me like five times that we're going to lose the game. We've already lost. Personally, I had no hope. Trevor was in his head. He was, he was too bogged down by the pressure of the big lights uh, I, I he like yeah I mean we saw it if if it was up to the offense the offense was not going to win that game and they had chance after chance after chance after chance in that second half particularly in the fourth quarter and were it not for our defense man we wouldn't have done it defense completely carried the team total bailout we are we are f-ing lucky honestly to be in this wild card I agree but isn't that a good thing though isn't that a good thing that the defense showed up when they did you know they've been very opportunistic they're that defense that really they've had a hard time getting off the field and i think we saw it against the titans again but they created those turnovers when they really mattered oh i'm with you i mean okay we won i'm trying to imagine the game from the perspective because for them they know that they they don't really have a right to win this game i mean we it's like a game that we want we won it before we even played it like we deserve to win handedly and the fact that we weren't doing that, I think that's probably what was the most frustrating thing. And the most frustrating thing for the thousands of people that had been pre-gaming since, what was it, 1 o'clock? 
who I got people on Twitter like, uh, did am I just drunk or or did the t- attempt some random lateral <laughs> pass or whatever, right? Someone responds, yes, you're drunk, and yes, they did attempt a lateral. But the <laughs> the t- here don't don't expect to win this game. But as as the game progresses, the strategy that that they've employed that Mike Vrabel has going on here is to basically uh, with the accumulation of uh, the run game and then several short passes run as much time off the clock as possible. And it really looked like this game was in their favor. Uh, they had Trevor Lawrence was, uh, in my opinion, for the most part, disarmed, right? Not unable, unable to get a, a scoring drive going. And a lot of that momentum might, might have been killed on the, the Pete Prisco special there <laughs> earlier in the game. That f- double toss, triple reverse, whatever, that the the. T- Almost, it almost became a scoop and score for the Titans. Man, but this this one looked like the looked like the Titans were going to win it. Like in the game, it looked like it was going to go to the Titans. So the fact that we muster a win, it reminds me of in soccer when you have like a heavyweight team playing a much lesser team, right? With big stakes, right? The heavyweight's going to either like win the league or the the lower team's about to get relegated or whatever. And and they're they're just you know they're tied right all the way till just the end. And finally, that superpower is able to get some cheap-ass penalty to go ahead. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. And, I mean, you're right. We we kind of played the Titans game, right? We, we didn't play our game and have them play to us. We were playing their football game. They did exactly what they wanted to do. And I think that was the right game plan to win the game. And, I mean, let's be honest. They were a, a few first downs away, maybe two first downs away from winning it. Now – if that fumble is not called a fumble, the Jaguars do get the ball back. But we don't know what happens in that possession. Do we go down and tie the game with a field goal? Do we score a touchdown? Do we just go four downs and not get it on fourth down and, and lose the game that way? Like, you, you never know what was going to happen. Oh, man, I, I hated that play where we turned the ball over. It felt like the Jaguars should have scored three touchdowns on offense. I know we all go back to the Zay Jones play. Oh, my God. Dude. Come on, man! You would have, you could have made that throw with your oh, eyes absolutely. closed. Yeah, with drinking Jaguars teal juice. Yes, I, I don't know what that. I tried to defend him when it happened because I was like, you know, sometimes they teach you, you know, my guy or nobody, especially in the end zone. You can throw it out of the end zone, but then, I mean, if you're that open, you know, you don't, you don't have to do that, man. I want to jump in there. It, it, it was a tight spiral <laughs> thrown basically uncatchably just towards outside of the back of the end zone. So it was, it was a nice throw to the camera person. Exactly. That can't happen though. That, that, that can't happen. We're not going to beat the Chargers that way. Trevor's got to be a lot better. And the, there was no running game, which I kind of had a feeling what would happen. We, we got shut down the first game against with the run and they just started attacking with the passing game. And I liked how the Jaguars came out passing the ball a lot because they knew it was going to be hard to run against the stingy defense against the run, but they can't really defend the pass. But that run game did not get started at all, at all. And I think that's what led Doug Peterson to call that play where they, I don't know what the hell they were doing, you know, trying to, what was like an end around and then a pitch to the opposite side. I don't know if it was going to turn into a wide receiver pass or not really sure exactly what was happening there, but you can't turn it over there either because you were in scoring position there. Yeah. What did, what did Pete Prisco call it? Like a trickaroo or something? (laughs) 
Oh yeah. I, just like Pete was saying on, you know, uh, happy hour, I was thinking the same thing. I thought of Pete right when that happened. I was like, Oh, that that's the play. That's definitely the one he's going to call out for sure. But that Titans lateral. Yeah. I, I didn't know if I was had too much to drink at that point too. I was like, what is going on? What is that? Well, was that designed, yeah, that was... by the way? I was, we were debating among friends. Was that designed? No, no way, right? Ha, no, it ha, wait, what do you mean? No way. It, ha, it has to be designed. It has to be designed. Because no one would just uh, do it's... that for fun, right? No, yeah, it has to be designed. I just think that was it, uh, it was uh, Burks, right? It's Traylon Burks who, who do that? Yeah. I, I just, I, to me, I think he was too, like, mentally committed to the play and <laughs> physically unaware that there's no way that he should continue it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it it could have been a lot worse for them in that situation. Just like it could have been a lot worse for us on on our play as well. Man, well, okay, so we 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 did we eked out the win in the end. It was a game that the the Titans went up ten nothing, and we we kind of like just kind of kept it close. I remember just deep into the game that the Jaguars and they said it on the broadcast. The Jaguars had never had the lead until that. I don't know if you want to call it a, a freak play. I don't know if you call, call it, you know, a play. Will it, willing ourselves to victory, right? Or I don't know if mm-hmm. maybe Shad Khan's uh, uh, recitation of Surat al-Fatiha, like half the game <laughs> that led to that first touchdown, maybe this, maybe some something was was in the works here for that that final uh, Rayshon Jenkins force fumble, which was like almost an incomplete pass. I mean, the ball, <laughs> the trajectory of the ball is as if it was just a, a, a light pass out to the side there. You know, that uh, bounces, Josh Allen scoops and scores for us. I mean, it was nail-biting, skin-of-our-teeth victory here. I think this is great for us because we got that out of our system, and now we're going to go play relaxed as much as we, you know, nothing to lose against the Chargers this coming Saturday. I agree completely, 100%, because... It was for the division, and it was kind of like a playoff game, right? Before the playoffs even started, it was it was to get in the playoffs, and I think the nerves were there, and I think that the team will be a little settled settled down. And I think now the offense feels like they have something to prove as well, and they also know, you know, they they beat the Chargers, and that comes with a little bit of confidence. Hey, we beat this team before. Uh, let's go out and do it again. Of course, they're going to be a lot healthier this time around, and they're probably thinking the opposite. Like, hey, this team, you know, they handled us. They they blew us out, really, last time. So we got to get our redemption. But I, the Jaguars have a lot of work to do. And I, I want to see Jamal Agnew. I thought he was just huge. That that return with, like, five minutes left in the first half, that sparked that drive. I, th- I thought that was huge. And he had another good return. It just seems like every time he touches the ball, something good happens. And I would like to see him touch the ball more. Oh, hell yeah. You know, Agnew. And then the next day, Naheem Hines for the Buffalo Bills returning not one. Okay. So not just the opening kickoff, not one, but two kickoffs uh, for TDs. You know, everybody wondering if if he had an, a little bit of extra juice, a little bit of Buffalo, Buffalo juice in him. That sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> On behalf of, uh, you know, the rec- now recovering Damar Hamlin. And, and I'm looking at Jamal Agnew thinking the same thing. This guy, is he talented enough to, as a special, a largely special teams player, although he's a, a fantastic gadget player on our offense sometimes as well, 
does does he have enough power to kind of put us on his back? You know, does Jamal Agnew get, does he deserve as much thanks and uh, praise as Rashawn Jenkins and Josh Allen do for helping lift this team to, to, to victory? What he did was he shifted momentum multiple times, and that's what specialists do. And he's one of the best specialists in the league and has been for years now. So I think his impact is sometimes gets overlooked that he has on a game and I would like to see him get some carries you know I know they try to get him some carries how about a screen you know how about try I mean I know this guy is fast can you catch the ball really well yeah kind of came up big for us I I think we gotta use him totally man totally all right so now now we got to get into a, a philosophical question I said are you ready yes is it unethical that we're not at this game coming up I, I want to go. I want to go so bad, man. It's like, uh, hey, I got, I have, I have Cowboys and Jaguars lineage in my family, and if you notice, the Jaguars play at home against the Chargers on Saturday night. The Cowboys then play at Tampa Bay on Monday night. I could, I could go do a bang bang win win situation here. Well, maybe win lose situation. Frequent flyer miles, you know, rental car prices out of Orlando are historically low post pandemic. Uh, but you know, hotels and tickets and da da da. It's still gonna be like a thousand dollar affair, and I'm in between jobs, man. Is it unethical though? Is it is it unethical? I'm. I mean, sometimes you gotta go, but then you also gotta be ready for heartbreak when you take these trips because then you feel like you spent money, and if you go see the team lose, then you're like, damn, did I waste my money or was it a good experience? So you, you get caught between that. But I, I think it's gonna be rocking at the bank. But yeah, sometimes you got to wait, you know, I know we won't have another home game, but the Super Bowl, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. I mean, and also I think there's a, there's, there's a kind of a sweet justice to it as well is that the fact that we're still like another primetime playoff game means the television broadcast is going to be pretty awesome. And it might be a great chance to watch with family and friends uh, abroad, let's say. Yeah, definitely. And then this will make it. So we've we've had the Thursday night guys. We had Allen, uh, Kirk Herbstreet. Then we just had the Monday night guys with Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. And now we'll get the Sunday night crew. See, I don't know how that works exactly, though. I don't know if they're going to have Tariko and um, Chris Collinsworth call the game and then they would have to fly out right right after the game and do Sunday night as well. So they'd go Jacksonville to whoever Sunday night. You got to be kidding me. They take they they usually they spend several days if not the whole weekend prep for these things. That's that's that would be a lot, I think. That's why I don't think that'll happen cuz they talk to all the players and they, they do this and that. But so I'm curious of who NBC would have for the Jags game. Well, you're right. If it's SNF crew, it it should be Collinsworth and Tariko. Correct, and they are both on NBC, right? Yeah, they're both on NBC. Yeah. And I mean, CBS, we know Miami Buffalo is going to have uh, Romo and Nance or is that who it is? No. Is it Romo and Nance still? I think so. And then Fox will have their lead crew out on Saturday or Sunday, right? Because they're not going to do both. But my thing is, you know, Fox has their one, two, three, and four. NBC, who are, who's even their backup crew? You know, that's where I get stuck. They're bringing someone from some, from like baseball or some shit. Right, which is not what you want. So I'm waiting for the, the maps to come out. They have these TV maps, and they tell you, you know, who's broadcasting. 
Well, I, I, I'm not. I'm not saying it's impossible. I mean, it would be interesting to see a, a crew do sort of like back-to-back games. I mean, to some extent, yeah, they do a lot of research and they sit down with players for interviews in the days leading up to the game. But uh, it's also some really nice broadcasting talent out there. I mean, these guys are—they're almost like improv comedians in their level of ability to to speak on what's happened in the game and shit, man. If you, I don't know if you're into video gaming and stuff, man, but the game Rocket League. There's a YouTuber named Sunless Khan. Uh, or Sunless Khan, should we say? Oh, oh, by the way, I have to do a f***ing Shad Khan impression. Holy sh! Oh, he was amazing after the game. He was amazing. So there's this guy, Sunless Khan, who made a video of Rocket League broadcasters actually playing the game and then doing the commentating on their own game as they're playing. And it is pure gold. Check that shit out on YouTube. So I, I don't know. These guys are talented, man. Uh, I, could, I could see it. I could see, I could see uh, Tariko and Collinsworth... Doing back-to-back games and taking Jaeger shots in the middle or whatever. I actually have our answer of who will be broadcasting the game. It'll be um, it'll be Al Michaels and Tony Dungy. Whoa! 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 Thursday night. No, no, no. What does Amazon have any affiliation with NBC or Peacock by chance? Oh, I should know that, man. Because he works for Amazon now, right? Pretty trusted source. This is where I usually get all my TV maps. Usually they don't release until later <laughs> in the week, but that's what it says. And it's gonna have, it says Mike Tarico and Chris Collinsworth have Sunday night. All right, I gotta do this. So you have to have you heard Shad Khan after the game? I don't know if I did. was this on the TV? This is uh nah, this it's like this the Jaguars have been circulating the video, whatever. I mean it's the it's a locker room speeches afterwards. It was Doug Peterson just like ad libbing and you guys, this game was like our it's like our season. It's like our season. Uh, ups and downs, and then we celebrate. And everyone's like, Yeah. And he's like, Okay, okay. And then uh and then uh, you all deserve it. And I'm so proud of you. And they're like, Okay, yeah, yeah. And he's like, Okay, okay. And then uh uh <laughs> and he goes, We're AFC South champs, and the people were like <laughs> and then like you know they give a game ball to Shad Khan and Tony Khan I think here I have to pull this shit up oh my god and so he's dancing around with a football in his white suit he's like thank you everyone thought I was napping but I actually recited half the Quran during the game I'm speechless This is like Scottish now. Hard work, battering. Obviously, Doug, the staff, Trent, the staff. Everyone believed in everyone. Oh man, I just can't describe this moment. I'm gonna seal it up and live with it the rest of my life. Not yet. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Shad Khan, man. Speech. I'm I'm so freaking proud of all of you. <laughs> Oh, that is actually hilarious. And boy, did he look stressed during the game. And, you know, Tony, Tony Khan was locked in himself. But man, <laughs> good moment for Sad, who, you know, just about gave up on this franchise. But, you know, it is what it is. I can't wait for Saturday's game, no matter where we watch. You, you, will, you will be away, right? You won't, but you won't be in Jacksonville. I will be away. I'll be in the mountains. And I've had to move some stuff around to to make sure I'm able to watch this game. Not my wildest dreams when I planned this trip did I did I see the Jaguars being in the postseason and having a game on the exact night that 
I, I don't need them to have a game. So, but I will be watching a hundred percent. And our solidarity goes out to all the Jaguars fans also around the world. It's been amazing this week seeing people, you know, reach out to Jaguars Twitter from Australia and Brazil and UK. Just so pumped. And this is something that it's it's like it's like living joy 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 free. What's the what's the term? What is the term? No, yeah, like not a worry in your life. You know, it's this weird thing where after we won on Saturday night, I woke up the next day. And there was a whole slate of NFL games, right? Everybody's sandwiched on that Sunday program. So you're watching the doubleheader, then you get ready for Sunday night football. And all. But the Jaguars have already clinched. Mm-hmm. And I, it felt like the first time in my life I was able to, you know, crack open a beer and just like watch football and enjoy it. Because I didn't have any emotions hinging on the Jaguars performing that day. Yep, it was it was actually I know exactly what you mean because I, I sat there with all my friends watching football and I just sat there relaxed, not a, not a care in the world. So yeah, let's let's keep that not a care in the world up. But uh, but while while we have a game going on this Saturday, man, hopefully hoping for Jags victory. Let's go. It's gonna be a tough one, man. Herbert against Lawrence, and as a Jaguars fan, we got to remember, you know, this is only the beginning, and if you lose this game, it, it's it's a great ride right obviously we're hoping for the best but what a great comeback story for our jacks as always thank you for listening to the drunken jaguar an sb nation and big cat country podcast you can find us on twitter at drunken jaguar we'll be following the game as it happens and one one more time i said do <laughs> go jacks <laughs> <laughs>